I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. How you guys doing? Good? That's good. I'm Julio Gallerati. I'm joined by Francis Ellis. <laughs> Do you like that? Little, uh, yeah, that's good. little space for them yeah. to answer us? It's like the adult Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Hi, everyone. How are you? It was also sort of like when you get called in to uh, be yelled at by somebody and they have to do a little bit of pleasantries first but you know it's about to turn real south yes how are you good you good okay you're good now here's why i fucking hate you <laughs> dude it's funny i was thinking about this the other day because i have a friend who like i get it i i'm getting more fights with than i do with other friends right i'm not i try to avoid fighting with my friends but i have one friend who i occasionally get into a fight with and we've had very funny moments where we have like a moment from one of those like classical british films where the people are fighting but they're still being very cordial with each other. Like mm. we'll be in the middle of a fight and he'll be like, do you want to drink? Like he'll be at the fridge. That's so weird. Like, do you want a beer? I'm like, yeah, dude, thank you. That's so weird. I think it's really nice though. I guess so. Like there's still, the fight is going on and offering your friend a beverage is outside of the framework of a fight. It's very petty not to be, to like get a drink and be like, you get your own also, dude. No, I know. But I, I, I think if you're fighting that intensely, there should not be a, a halftime. <laughs> but it's not even halftime. It's there like, shouldn't be like a, 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 a timeout for Gatorade. You know right, what I mean? There's right. like, it just, it punctures the realness of it. And it makes it all seem, feel staged to me. Ah, dude, I don't know. Try it next time. Next time you're in a fight with one of your pals, you don't seem like you get in fights with your pals. Well, we've talked about this. I have one friend. I have one friend that I really struggle to. to um... I have a friend that I... That that more than anyone else, actually, he's he's the only person who I weigh whether or not it is worth maintaining the friendship. Yeah, and I consider breaking up with him. Yeah, because that's what it would be, which I've never done before. And you hear about girls doing this, and I sometimes wonder if it means that they're overreacting or if it just means that they're more sophisticated, that they understand that like it's better for them to break up with the friend. At this point, I I feel pretty confident life would be better if I were to break up with this person. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been so long and so many years of me feeling tortured by this guy. Mm-hmm. Um and yet it's a bad feeling. He's a he's a smooth talker. Yeah. He is able to levy deep personal compliments and uh you know, he knows me extremely well been friends for a long time and he'll when he knows that i'm really not happy with him he can really he can somehow lure me back in i have a friend like that too and um it's impressive it sucks you you just feel like you're bouncing around on a tide of mixed emotions and totally you feel like a puppet sometimes so let me ask you this why why is it that girls tend to have those kind of relationships more often is it because they become closer is it because they're so close that then there's no way to be casually less close? Why does that they, what it is? Like, why, why do, do they... girls have like I cut that person out more than guys do? From my experience, I don't know if this is incorrect, but I, I feel like it is. I would imagine that it's because 
girls are more intelligent when it comes to relationships. Yeah, maybe that's what it I is. I think that they just have a better sense, a better ability to take a bird's eye view of what they're in and the people that they surround themselves with and to, you know, I don't know. They It's a big contributor for sure. That I, is a big contributor. Yeah, I think, I think that also, dude, there just, there are enough good people in the world that you can replenish. You know, that, yeah. that you don't need to surround your, you don't need to suck it up with people unless totally. it's family, you know? So dude, this, this is interesting because this kind of feeds into the whole cult thing that we were talking about where like excommunication seems like such a big thing that it's, it, it's, it's hard to confront that right. to do that. It seems like a difficult thing. Okay. So, so we have an email from somebody who grew up in a quote unquote cult as she nice. called it from the ages of three to 18. Wow. And she kind of, and, and her story, which I'm going to read to you in a second, kind of echoes a lot of the stories that you hear about people who left their community of belief mm-hmm. and now are living life on their own and how they've kind of just been like banished, blah, blah, blah. So this is, so this, this uh, woman emailed us. I then asked her kind of like what the deal with this quote unquote cult was. And this is what she said. She was, it was independent, not part of a national or global network like some, this name is, or the name is the church at Carson City in Carson City, Michigan. They're still operating, fundamental Christian, apocalyptic. There's a laundry list of wackadoodle rules. Women are not allowed to speak aloud during services, not allowed to vote, no interracial relationships, pro-corporal punishment, meaning like you can beat up Beating. people, for children and men who are allowed to beat their wives, public humiliation for broken rules. We had a dress code, regulations on hair and beard length. One family is essentially in charge. It's totally bizarre. People who leave have tried to sue them, but they're rich as fuck because you can get kicked out for not giving 10% of your wages. Forced tithing. I don't know yeah, tithing that. is uh, is the ancient. <laughs> yeah. That was the, ca- the original Catholic Church. One of their pillars was that yeah. you had to give 10% of your income to them. And Islam still has it, but they have no interest loans. It's called alms, though. And it's, I don't, it's, it's giving to the, poor it's right. charity right. i don't you know that give, you're giving to the, the the church of islam yeah you give a percentage of your income and it's supposed to be for that reason oh is that okay yeah all right but like that is to count that's because like you the the muslim banks don't charge interest because it's illegal okay and what, religious law, whatever um it's difficult to even uh prosecute these people because it takes so long to deprogram yourself that by the time you process what happened to you there and acknowledge that it was abuse and stop feeling like a stunned zombie it's hard to remember a timeline for anything illegal. The school is K through 12 members only. Basically, it's an indoctrination camp that teaches the children how to be obedient, teaches the girls how to be good wives and the men how to be misogynists. First line of the first chapter of the quote unquote science book was a quote of Genesis uh, 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's that. That sounds pretty All fucking right. nuts. So it's a, it's a very radical branch of christianity or a, sub, a small subset that has what's it called the quote church unquote. of carson city yeah i wonder how many members they have yeah this is sound, we're, it feels like we're like breaking the story about this <laughs> well here's my question how does this keep operating how is it that the government or the police don't step in are churches afforded special privileges of privacy and protection. I mean, I know because they are with the tax your code. wife is illegal. Right. Right. So if you know that that's going on, why can't they step in? Right. You'd hope that they could. Maybe maybe we're we're helping out, dude. I dated a girl in high school whose mom fell in with a 
church like this, like a cult. And the church ended up telling her that she had to distance herself from her family. And she was totally brainwashed by it. And it like broke the family apart. And a friend of mine at the time, I told him the whole story. He was like, let's go vandalize the church. <laughs> let's go like spray paint shit, break windows, <laughs> shit on their doorstep. It's like, that's not a terrible idea. If these people are just not flying under the radar and the government can't do anything or police or whatever can't do anything let's make life shitty for them yep little charles bronson death wish moment let's do something let's go pour raccoon piss in the organ (laughs) let's put a dead fish in the radiator hidden so they can't find it make it stink in there that's so funny man um, we we've actually we've gotten a lot of messages about different stuff uh, since we had talked about that on the episode. We were talking about the vow and cults mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I think we made a good. I think you made this point in the last episode, which I thought was a very good one. And that was that. With my and mind you, there's only been three episodes out so far. But minus the like weird offshoot sex thing that was happening in this uh, Nexium situation, some of the other stuff was like kind of good, mm-hmm. like the self help aspect. And I think that that's an important distinction and it's a very hard one to make sometimes, but someone emailed us being like, you guys should talk about Landmark. Have you heard about this? So you mentioned it. I have never heard of it. So I've had friends try to to recruit me. I've had people try to recruit me for it. And they're like, dude, I know this sounds crazy, but da da da, it's made me a much better person, this and this and that. And I think that all these cult stories start the same way, but I think that just because it's weird and there's the thing that is positive, it doesn't necessarily make it a cult. It could be just a good thing that makes people happier and better. Sure. That's possible. Like calling landmark a cult is maybe not fair. You know? Well, do people call it a cult? People kind of do. And it has culty vibes where it's like you, you get you these, all these weird titles and terminology and you graduate and mm. this and that. And we uplift each other the same way that like Tony Robbins and like these big groups kind of have this eerie thing because of. We know how that story goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing to approach. I just don't really know the difference between a cult and a religion, honestly. Right. And I, I'm sure there is some definition difference, but it seems narrow yeah. to me. And, and definitely. And But I think that, you know, a religion is a religion. I know that sounds, you know, stupid, but like, for example, this Keith guy didn't say I'm God. Is that... We don't know that yet, though. We, we don't know that. You call himself right. fucking... The prefect or No, the, that was... The vanguard. The vanguard. <laughs> you're right. You didn't say God, but he you're came right. up with some Dungeons and Dragons term. It's pretty close. Right. You're right. And in, and in effect, he was being worshipped. Yeah. Therefore, you're right. That's a good they point. call Kim Jong-un dear leader. Right. Yeah, he's treated as a God. Well, by the way, there's speculation that he's dead again. As always. <laughs> Where do these... This is crazy. Why is that the rumor? <laughs> why has that become the tabloid lunacracy <laughs> of of North Korea? Why, why are we obsessed with this guy dying? It's crazy, dude. I get, I get why we, we are vigilant about it, you know, but I don't understand why that rumor keeps flaring up. I know, I know. He's just like going really under the radar. Or maybe mm. he's dead. I don't know. Interesting. Um, do I have another email? Unless you have more thoughts hit on me, this. Hit me, hit yeah. me. This one is pretty simple, but pretty funny. And uh, I want to see what you think about this. Great. This is called Silverware Debate. Ooh. All right, guys. Big question for you two. As I was just doing the dishes, and we all know that Francis is like 
the poster child of doing the dishes. I do. A good looking, strong, chiseled man who fucking gets in there. I do the dishes. He does the dishes. Okay. (laughs) As I was just doing the dishes, I put a fork into the dishwasher and saw that my mom had put some of the silverware in facing the opposite direction. What? Facing down? Facing up. Tines up? So, so she clarifies. To clarify, I place the silverware down so that the handle sticks up. Mm-hmm. This way seems cleaner to me because when the dishes are done, you're not putting your fingers all over the freshly washed silverware. That's a, that's mm. that seems like the second point to me, but we'll continue. Besides the obvious one, uh, where people are going to put their mouths on. Some may argue that the opposite method may allow for the silverware to be cleaned better, but that's bullshit. What are your thoughts? As Francis would say, a lot to unpack here. Can't wait to hear your jokes. What about the fact that you're going to fucking stab yourself reaching and grabbing the silverware? All right. Isn't that a good enough argument? So, first of all, I think that this debate has been had before. Okay. And I'm happy for us to go over it, but but I also am aware that this is not a, a novel discussion. Right. So, lots to unpack here. <laughs> I used to be a pointy side down guy okay i i encountered through the course of my life a number of dishwashers that did not perform as well as the top of the line meals or you know whatever the other great brands were that can somehow swirl their water into a densely packed silverware cubby where even if the spoons are literally spooning each other (laughs) <laughs> uh, it somehow gets in there and, and wipes all the gunk away. And when you unload a dishwasher and the utensils have now got calcified pulled pork on them, <laughs> you fucking hate yourself because you have to wash that by hand <laughs> or run it again. So to avoid that, I have totally become a pointy side, tines up guy. Interesting. I had not heard the argument of touching them and therefore dirtying them. And that is especially relevant in the time of COVID. Totally. I had never heard that either. But how is the you're going to fucking stab yourself argument not valid? Well, Julio, for one, uh, I don't unpack the dishwasher when I'm shit face drunk. (laughs) So I'm able to use the dexterity of my fingers. Okay, fine. To grab things without being like, ah, I'm not, I'm not palming (laughs) knife ends. So, but I think there needs to be a consensus amongst the people in the house that that's how you're going to do it. Because if you happen to not be the one unloading the dishwasher, you then can fuck yourself up potentially, especially if like, you know, I don't like because who's going in blind, dude. So I I was cohabitating with people earlier during the COVID period, and I had been putting, you know, pointy side down, and someone else who we were were staying with was doing it pointy side up. So therefore, you have like a mixed bag in the silverware. So if I'm going in there expecting pointy side down and it's pointy side up, I can legitimately get hurt. Did you? No, but I almost did, and we got into a debate about it. We all agreed that pointy side down was the prevailing way to do it. But it's interesting to hear. You saying that is that is and I listen to you because you're the dishwasher guy. It it this is there's a simple answer to this. It it comes down to how powerful is your dishwasher. If your dishwasher can sufficiently wash your utensils <laughs> with their pointy sides down, go for it. Obviously that's safer. Absolutely. But if it can't, to me, the utility of having clean utensils 
outweighs the safety risk of pricking your finger. And I think that this is compelling stuff. And I will go in with hands a little bit more cautiously to fetch the utensils knowing they're clean. Fingers down, palms up. Yeah. I'll I'll like a claw. Fingers down, palms up. I'll claw. I'll go. Clot. I'll go. You or, clot. you know, don't be a lunatic. Take the little detachable basket, hopefully. Bring that out, put it above the utensil drawer, which, by the way, you should be doing anyway. You should be doing that anyway. That's a good point. You should be doing that anyway. And then a lot of these newer uh, uh, dishwashers have that oh, top yeah. drawer. The drawer, yeah. The top drawer that comes out. You I find that those don't work that well. Interesting. Honestly. At least the one I have doesn't really work that well. Dude, so. I'm really impressed with your um, knowledge of you, like household appliances and how effective they may or may not be. Well, I couldn't fix a thing to save my life got to call someone for that but i do know my way around a dishwasher it's good yeah and i i take we've talked about this i take great pride in maximizing a load yeah in rearranging bowls and plates such there's always room there is (laughs) always room sometimes you'll hear someone say ah the dishwasher's full let's run it wrong (laughs) you can fit a salad bowl when you think you can't. You just need to see the angle. <laughs> they say that men are better at this than women. I've heard that. And I at, at arranging a space, which is an interesting thing because I know that I'm not very good at it. And it certainly is not the case for me with an apartment. Same. Jesus. Because my girlfriend has incorporated her life into this space in ways she found closets I didn't even know existed. It's incredible. She b- went to the container store. You ever he- you ever heard of the container store? N- like no. Sounds like a hoarder's paradise. <laughs> Dude, I take a lot of comfort knowing that my girlfriend is good at that shit. At that shit. The container store <laughs> is my nightmare. Yeah. Because you're buying vestibules so that you can store shit, more shit. You're basically saying I want to spend money so that I don't have to get rid of stuff. Right. Right, that's true. Whereas in my mind, there should just there should always be enough space that if you can just slim down, you can fit. Well, you know how they get you because they say that it's to maximize space for the things that you need, which is bullshit. You don't need those things. That's right. That's my mentality. Get rid of it all. Get rid of it. You don't need it. Interesting. Dude, so I heard about this app that I thought was so interesting. I think that we should try it out sometime together. Have you heard of this? It's called Rando Nodding. Okay, so it's this app. You go on it, and I haven't used it yet, but I'm going to explore it and figure it out, and we should do this. It will bring up a geotag nearby, randomly. And you will go to that geotag, and then after that, somehow that geotag becomes very important in your life. And there's all these people posting about it on like the internet and shit. I think we should try it sometime. I don't understand. Okay, so for example, I go on the Rando Nodding app, and I plug in the thing or whatever. And it gives me a location that I need to go to. And it's not like a location. It's something nearby. And it'll be just something random. It's not like... So maybe Staten Island. It's more specific than that, though. It's like an exact geotag. So okay. like, you know, the latitude, longitude to the exact point. Okay. And you then go there. And what you, what you did there and what happened there from then on starts to become significant in your life somehow. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I, all right, fine. I'm just saying. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Is something waiting for you? A package? No, but I think it's one of those things like, you know, you hear about something for the first time and all of a sudden you start hearing about it everywhere. 
like that phenomenon so okay so hold on a second <laughs> is it that the, the, are they giving you a random place yes but and say, they have no idea whether there's no reason for them to give you that other than to have you go there but then once you go there all these crazy coincidences start happening self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing maybe yeah Oh, I don't know. Sounds something interesting to try. I'm, I'm really skeptical. <laughs> I'm really skeptical. Is it the middle of the sidewalk somewhere? It could be, I think. Or is it like a bagel store? It could be either. We should try it. <laughs> You're not that keen. Well, let's say that it <laughs> let's say that it did work out. Then what? Then, then I'm terrified. <laughs> or maybe you find something nice and new, like a new bagel. How do you see tried. this playing out? I see this playing out. We go on the rando nodding app. We find a little thing. We end up on some bridge. And then all of a sudden when you... Every member of our family jumps off and kills himself <laughs> from that spot. I mean, let's hope not. I don't think that there's necessarily a negative connotation or a negative outcome. Why would that space then hold meaning to us? Who knows? I mean, maybe all of a sudden you'll start noticing that that wood from the bridge is the same wood you have in your house. And it, in fact, ends up being the best wood. And then So you're, when you... you're really trying to make the connections yourself. It's I, an inception technique. And I, but they, they've been saying, they, whoever they are, that it's not one of those it's things the where, Chinese you, where, for you, sure. <laughs> where you even have to try. Like, you don't even have to try. It just happens to. It has all the trappings of astrology to me. And yeah. it sounds like voodoo. Dude, I, I love know. your hatred of astrology. Hate it. It's pretty funny. Hate it so much. Okay, but what about this? Okay, ha hatred of astrology aside, I'm not a big believer <laughs> in astrology either. Okay? Like, I'm fine. I don't know that much about it. But. I was, uh, my girlfriend sent me this and she's also not a big astrology person and I'm a Gemini, right? And this is called the Gemini child. Okay. And I felt like this described me very well. They are curious and dynamic, always wanting to learn more. They get bored easily and are likely to switch up their hobbies often. They love to talk, sweet little chatterboxes. They're good with their words and remembering facts. They might try to debate everything with their parents. This child needs a lot of open communication with their parents. They need to feel heard and supported. I feel like that is me. Yeah, I feel like it's me too. Is it though? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Curious, chatty. We have a fucking podcast. <laughs> Needs to talk to their parents all the time. Absolutely. Questions things for sure. All right, fine. But I feel like this feel. I felt like this resonated with me. Maybe I'm stupid or something. But like, there's other things that it could have said that it would not have related. To. Here's what I would need for me to be sold on astrology. I would need to read an Aries. I'm an Aries. I would need to read an Aries thing that said, uh, you will be somebody who really enjoys strawberry rhubarb pie. You will <laughs> learn to dunk when you're a freshman in high school. You will be uh, somebody who enjoys old rap. And doesn't really like the new stuff that much. It would need to be that specific. Okay, what about this? Here's your horoscope for the day. Great. Let's see how you feel. September 11th, 2020, which is today that we're reading this. Yeah, by the Never way, forget. September 11th. Yes. Yeah. Your health should be in top shape today, Aries. Uh, ripped a bong about seven times last <laughs> night, so not feeling great. Bongs away, oh, as you one. say. Bongs away. Bongs away. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you're likely to feel physically emotionally and spiritually strong and ready to tap into your inner power i feel like this you know resonates with what i've been hearing from you being happy to be back in the city dreams may make it possible to release old traumas and move ahead say that again dreams dreams may make it possible to release old traumas and move ahead 
Okay. An increased understanding of the needs and desires of others enriches your relationships. You literally were, I mean, you were just talking about that. Could be. Take heart from the past success, continue as you are, and enjoy your day. That's how, that's not that bad. I get that it's broad. There's nothing bad. There's nothing bad in it. It's broad. It's just so broad. It's so, it's so applicable to so many different types of people. Right. But that did not, I did not feel that was applicable to me. I don't feel that physically strong. I feel out of shape. Yeah, but I, this, I don't feel that physically. I, I crushed the Peloton yesterday. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I sweet. really did. 45 minutes. Uh, I came in 10th. <laughs> that's fucking out good. of like 5,000. Wow, dude, that's incredible. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Back on. Back yeah, on 851 kilojoule output on a 45 KJ. KJ Choi. Came within 15 or 16 of my personal record. No big deal. Fucking good, dude. By the way, I came in, uh, I did a 15 minuter mm-hmm. where I got my PR earlier this week. And um, for this is for the Peloton folk out there, I came in 19th out of 72,000. Dude, that's insane just pissed that one almost 18. killed me i'm doing <laughs> that one really was was like uh what happens towards the end of that one is my my mouth is creating such sticky saliva that i i almost can't breathe through it oh my god and i actually think i'm starting to choke like i start to choke on my own peloton whatever's in my saliva. mouth it's it's not safe i don't think that's safe <laughs> So the problem with the number, Chris the chasing asked, number ones. Chris yeah. asked how far is Francis away from the number one spot? The problem with chasing the number ones is that a lot of bikes aren't calibrated properly. So there are, there are bikes that are defective and they're, and I'm, I'm not just making excuses, but okay, okay. no, no. Cause here's, here's the thing. <laughs> like we could look at the leaderboard on, on some of those classes and what'll happen is there'll be like three or four people ahead of me. If I'm in the, if I'm 10, right. Mm-hmm. There'll be three or four people ahead of me that are like five 10 kilojoules ahead of me mm-hmm. and then there's all of a sudden a guy who is double what i put out that's and it's like it, it's it's inconceivable nobody nobody could could do that mm. there's nobody on earth even even lance armstrong couldn't get on a bike you know maybe he'd be a hundred more than me but he wouldn't be double and 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 they're and they're they're at did you like, ever look these people up because you got to imagine maybe yes, they're, it's, they're like, it's like it's like it's like lucy long island 60 year old Really? Yeah, and you're like, well, fuck you, Lucy. There's no chance that you're churning the bike that hard. <laughs> so they're, they, these people are the people who win because the software on their bike, for whatever reason, is glitchy, and it, it just reflects. There are definite, I mean, it's a, it's a known thing in, in Peloton that, that some of the bikes aren't correct. Well, dude, I'm hopping on the Peloton today, too, by the way. Are you? Yeah, I think I'm going to. I've never done that, actually. Where? Well, there's a Peloton where I live, in the basement. Wow. Get in. Dude, if you on. start if you start committing to Peloton, you will lose a lot of weight. Yeah, I'm sure. You will become super shredded. I'm sure. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. 
So dude, I have I have this very unique problem right now. Um my dad is a very very active Facebook user. <laughs> You've mentioned this. Yeah, he's a very very active Facebook user and he comments on every single post of one of his friends. Oh, every single one. Which is fine until it's like a overlap friend. Yeah. And I know I've, I've mentioned this before, but he is continues to make extraordinarily unfunny jokes on people's Facebook walls that I know personally. And I've had to talk to him about it again. And I'm like, dad, listen, like people see your name. We have the same name. I was like, I would really appreciate it if you would stop commenting on my friend's things just because it reflects poorly on me. People think I am the one making the bad joke. Don't, don't they look and see that his profile picture is different? It's far enough away that it like could, couldn't tell for sure. There are people, people message him asking him for spots on fat baby which is a show I used to run that no longer exists. And people, it's like in some database. That is tough. And people email him and they ask him for spots. And he said, I'm Julio's dad. And they say, listen, man, if you didn't want to give me a spot, you didn't have to. Like, you don't have to lie. They think he's (laughs) fucking with Yes. Can you imagine? Oh, Oh, that's funny. So they they get angry with you because they don't believe that your dad is actually not you. Yes. That's tough. That is really tough. Dude, it's crazy. And That's like and how do you talk to him? Like I want my dad to be social and have friends and have fun. Yeah. And like I want I don't want to take that away from him. Well, that sounds like two different issues though. The one is that he's commenting and making unfunny jokes, and that seems harmless to me. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's annoying, sure, but you hopefully the people that matter to you will become aware that this is your dad, not you. And everyone's got a weird parent or uh, relative on Facebook. Who does this kind of stuff and they, they'll they get it. Totally. But I'm worried about like the comedy community. Like I don't want to be like, uh, like I, there's no need for me to be like being the guy who comments on funny shit to people who don't know me that well, who know of me, but don't know me. Like that's annoying. I know I shouldn't care, but you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. So, so is he commenting on comedy posts in your comedy yeah. community? Like, like people who are like Danny Palmer, Josh Wesson, like people who he's friends with on Facebook. Interesting. Who I know, who know a bunch of people. And if he's saying, occasionally he's saying offensive things, like he's now getting to the point where his filter is going away and he'll say things, which he needs to be careful. Like he's like, he's a tenured professor. Dude, you should, you should sit him down and have an honest, calm conversation. I've learned that if you go into a conversation with a parent, knowing that you're not really trying not to get angry and starting from a point of dad, I want to talk to you about something. This is an issue. This is why it's troubling for my career. Is there something we can do about it? As opposed to, Dad, you got to stop doing that, you know? Right. Um, They'll hear you better. Right, right, right. And I had a text conversation with him, which is not effective because he's like, he goes, I'll block everyone. I'm like, Dad, you don't need to block people. (laughs) Like, it's so, that's a, it's frustrating sometimes to like text with parents because like my dad doesn't even see my texts half of the time. So like he'll say something to me, I'll respond, yeah, yeah. and then he calls me an hour later asking me the same question that I had responded to. Isn't Boy, it amazing? It's it's amazing that that the elder generation has taken to social media as actively as they have, and is I hate to say misusing it the way that they are, but certainly in our eyes they absolutely are. yeah. And you know my dad's my dad's the same way. He'll go 15 comments deep in a tennis rally of somebody, a Republican he disagrees with. Right. You know? And you're like, and he thinks he's, he thinks he's changing their mind. He thinks he's getting somewhere. And I say to him, dad, 
that other guy thinks the same fucking thing that he's doing to you. Right. And you're both stupidly resolute. Right. Unmovable. Nothing is being accomplished here. You're not hearing each other out. No. Nobody's moving more towards the middle. Right. Right. Not happening. Dude, it's frustrating. And Facebook, I, man. I don't I don't like Facebook. Yeah, I'm done. I like Facebook was fun when it was for college uh, kids only. Posting pictures of you know, your beer pong game that you were in in high school and you didn't have to worry that the principal had a fake account and was monitoring. <laughs> that's that crazy shit. that that's a thing. Dude, it's a big thing. Yeah. Kids like, are getting suspended for activity that they have online outside of school. Would you talk about this in tutoring? Well, it was only starting to become a reality when I was tutoring, you know, where kids were, where the schools were really monitoring it. Mm -hmm. But, it, you know, it, whose fault is it? Because it's not as if the schools have to work very hard to find this shit. These kids are posting on Snapchat, TikTok, fucking Instagram, and Facebook. They've got Finstas. They have so much of their lives open to the public now that it's not like these school administrators need to be very sneaky right, to no, infiltrate right. their lives, to totally. monitor their lives. Totally. Um, did you see that there was a girl at Texas Tech who posted a Snapchat story saying she was at some outdoor day party and she goes people keep coming up to me and asking me if i have covid of course i fucking have covid everyone has fucking covid here <laughs> oh my god no, i haven't seen and that. the school saw it and they were like we're investigating we're dealing with it dude these colleges Did she have it apparently she actually didn't <laughs> but there are definitely people who have said stuff like that who do. Right. There was an early on when the colleges came back, there was a party at USC that I heard about through a friend of mine who um, was a kid I tutored, who he, where he said the intention of the kids at that party was to get COVID. That's so insane. They were I've heard going, about that. It was Why? like a tag party. Why? Because that generation, dude, thinks that they are... Not necessarily immune, but that the disease doesn't fucking affect them. Right. And so many of these young people are asymptomatic. Right. And you hear that stuff and you're like, yeah, no big deal. Who are you to take away this, this fucking important time of my life of self-exploration, of partying? I get four years of college. That's it. All my life, everyone's been telling me, make the most of it. Make the most of it. I'm not going to sit in my dorm room and study and socially distance and take my own class, online classes. I'm getting out there. I'm going to make out with whoever I want to make out with. I'm going to have meaningless sex. I'm going to, I'm going to be my age. Mm -hmm. Making out, dude. And you get that. How do you impress upon an 18-year-old yeah. that the importance of this moment of, you know, because then you start hearing about herd immunity and you're like, well, fuck it, man. Right, right, right. You know, how do you tell a kid not to, not to, not to go to a, a sorority party outside or a, a frat party? I know, dude. It is crazy, it is, and I, I'm sure it's not everybody. But you're right. It's like a, it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. You know, one thing I wonder about, uh, because this didn't exist when I was in high school or whatever. I want. Do you think that like the kids who have the biggest TikTok followings like get laid the most in high school? I think it definitely is a status thing for yeah. sure. It must help. Yeah, I think all those kids that are in those influencer houses in L.A. Now I don't even know if they're still going to high school or college. I think they've. Probably not. I think they're going like professional children's school. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a million followers on TikTok, you're, that's your, your life, your job. Those kids make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. 
Like the hype house kids. Yeah, the hype house kids. Man. Well, I can say that dealing with parents on social media is a tough pill to swallow, but it's a lot easier to swallow when you're wearing comfortable pants. <laughs> and Bird Dogs has you covered, man. I'm not kidding you. These are the pants for fall. They're all I wear now. I'm wearing them right now as we speak. They have a built-in liner that makes underwear obsolete. They feel amazing. You feel like you're wearing nice pants that could you could wear to work, you could wear to travel, whatever, but they're so comfortable. You can sit down. They don't bunch up. This is my uniform at this Dude, point. I agree. They have this randomly, like, I didn't anticipate this quality, but the, the same thing that cools you down in the summer keeps you warm when it's a little cooler. Yeah. Like, the, the inner silk lining, it almost is like some kind of insulation. They breathe. They're stretchy. You can do yoga in them. You can surf in them if you're yeah. one of those people. You can run a marathon in them. You can do anything in these Bird Dogs pants. I would suggest that you go to birddogs.com, use promo code OOPS, Right now, you'll get a free pair of nunchucks, nunchucks with your first order. You can use those nunchucks to fight off great white sharks as you're surfing in your pants. <laughs> or to fight your parents fight if, your they parents refuse, if they refuse to stand down Bingo. and continue commenting weird shit yeah. on Facebook. Dad, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Birddogs.com, uh, promo code OOPS. You'll get a uh, free pair of nunchucks. Do it now. Don't wait. Dude, so you know what bums me out a little bit when I look at TikTok? Like, I'll be watching it, and there'll be, like, a girl, and she's, like, good-looking. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to think that this girl is hot, potentially, so I'm not even going to go there in my head. That bothers you? <laughs> kind of. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> They're young, and they are different. They're a different species to me. Like, I don't even... That generation is so far out of my realm of understanding the way that they operate, the way that they talk, the way that they deal with, you know, each other. It's so different that I accept that I am not connected to them. Right. Wait, but then why does it so so you won't you wouldn't even look at a person on TikTok and think they were attractive to begin with. Honestly, dude, age? I'm not that attracted to like 19, 20 year old girls. I I just Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't follow like ass models on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I have friends that do mm -hmm. who are in committed relationships with people I their don't, age. Do you, don't you think that's weird? I yeah. A little oh, I, I don't think it's like creepy necessarily, but I think it's like I I don't even follow food accounts because I don't wanna be feeling sad that i'm not eating that thing right right, right. That's, that's funny do you know what i mean and people people say that the the biggest movers and shakers on instagram are like food butts and boobs right and you know and those are like the two things that that everyone right. wants to see yeah. yeah and it's like well i don't really i'm not into either of those things dude so i have friends who have problems like who get in fights occasionally that aren't like huge fights but about the fact that like i have a friend who has a quote-unquote finsta which I think it's funny. Like I noticed that the people who are like people who are concerned about their ratio. Like, do you ever hear about that? I was blessed to be graduated out of that whole thought process right. long ago. Yeah. My ratio is uh, fucking huge flex here. Sorry, but my ratio is so one sided. 
<laughs> that I don't even have to consider it. That's funny. I mean, do, and mine is less one-sided, and I still have I don't. Consider Yours is it. still pretty fucking Mine's one-sided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's funny to hear my friends talking about this because it's always it's the people who say they don't care about social media, and suddenly they're talking about ratios, and they have fake accounts so that they can follow ass models. And like my yeah. one friend has a fake account, and he follows like a million ass people. Why Why do you want to see that? And I he's mean, a girlfriend. And at she some hates point, it. don't you just think? It's all. Can't you see that it's all airbrushed and tucked, and it's all manipulated? And don't all the butts start to look the same? It all starts to blend together, dude. It's it's the most bullshit ever. Like, have you ever seen a girl who has an account like that, and you see her in person, and she just doesn't look good at all? Not to be a dick. Totally, totally. And dude, not for nothing, I extend this to my porn preferences. Like, I I gravitate more towards like the amateur stuff because if I watch these super produced 4K you know, makeup artists beforehand uh, stuff, these scenes. I don't, I can't watch a porn scene where the girl is in the scene first and she's like dancing and strip teasing. And then she walks across the pool platform to go meet the guy who's like sitting there waiting with like a, you know, and jerking off. I can't watch that. (laughs) I need, I need there to be, I need there, you know, I need them to be like, Oh no, we're about to get you know, like you know, in, no, a, totally. in a car somewhere. So I don't know. No, what I know what you be. mean. Like the authentic yeah. situation is much more than like the doctored sex mode. Yeah, I don't like doctored porn, Fuck and I yeah. certainly don't like these doctored Instagram pics. It's all yeah. bullshit. In the same way that you know, remember when um, I think it was found out that uh, like McDonald's or somebody was in their commercials, all the food was like nailed down together and. <laughs> All that stuff was so set up by like food carpenters, <laughs> and and then you're like, well, they, yeah, food that's carpenters. that's bullshit. They're they're the lighting and all this. I mean, it's all the same. Like I know I know I'm being tricked, so I can't buy into it. And I once once you feel that way, like I don't, I'm not really into uh, the ass models and the the ridiculous posing of. Dude, once you start seeing accounts like influencers in the wild and you see how the sausage is made, you I know. see the girls posing on dude, the beach with their friend, like, in a four point stance. I know. It's bad. Taking dude. the photo. You're like, all right, fuck it. It's over. Dude, the, the bubble's been burst. Totally. Did I tell you about the picture I saw being taken in Yellowstone? Did I tell you about this? No. Dude, there's a, this woman, literally, th- there was a canyon that must have been like hundreds of feet high. And there was a stand, a freestanding rock in the canyon. And in order to access that rock, you had to j- leap. You had to leap over from land onto it. I watched a girl leap across this thing to get... I have a picture of it. Oh, my God. I'll show it to you. She leaps across the, the thing and is standing on this freestanding rock all to get this picture, well, risking her life. I yeah. actually almost admire that. I mean, that's that's <laughs> almost parkour. A like I, 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 I wish more people would do that. Because crazy. then I'd be like, you earned it. You earned your life. <laughs> you know? That's funny, man. I don't know. I did. I think that this goes back to what we were talking about. Like, the same reason why people make fun of me for getting jealous about celebrities. But it's the same shit. Like, the, the same way that a, friend, a person who follows ass accounts could be like, why are you jealous? This is an ass account. It's different from you. But is it? Like, you are desiring something else, obviously. You're looking at these oiled up asses. Yeah, you but, want that. Okay, this conversation seems to me to be at odds with your stance of deleting news. But, which is a which is an old conversation we'd had. 
where you said, why should I delete these nudes? It's not. Okay. It's not real. It's not in my life anymore. All right. So this is why. Okay. So because those, like, those are my memories. Like, that's like my life. Those are my memories. And like, I'm not talking about those in front of my girlfriend. I'm mm. not talking about, you know, I don't, and the same way I would expect her to not be talking about it. But if all the girls are talking in conversation about how hot Brad Pitt is and fucking Hillary's all like, oh yeah, he's so hot. Like I get fucking pissed about that. That's so strange. I am the exact opposite way. <laughs> Brad Pitt is so out of play. I understand. He's so unattainable and, and he's this dream boat and all of that. Whereas your nudes, you still probably have the the phone number for those people. They're, they are one text away from at least rev reviving some kind of correspondence. That's a good point. I, I, I'm, and I don't necessarily have a good comeback no, to we it. We don't have Brad Pitt's number. We don't have a way of getting his dick. I understand. But also like having it be rubbed in my face and then I'm supposed to not react. I even say, I say I'm jealous. I don't be like, oh, he's old. I don't start like, you know what I mean? Like mm. undercutting his legacy. I'm just like, <laughs> I just Pointing out jealous. His flaws. I'm yeah. like, I'm jealous of that. And then like everybody thinks it's funny and it's like, ha ha ha. Like it's crazy. Interesting. It. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. That's okay. I mean, I think that's fine. Uh, if that's the way that you're wired, it's, <laughs> it's the exact opposite for me, but. And listen, it's not serious. I'm not like actually upset. I'm right. not going to like, be like fuck you like get in a fight with my girlfriend about right, that right. but i do feel it i feel affected mm -hmm. and jealous mm -hmm. i don't know whatever got it how what makes you get jealous do you ever get jealous you know i i kind of grew out of it mm -hmm. i used to be really jealous yeah I, we talked about we that. talked about it a bit my college girlfriend we used to fight all the time uh and I would misread it so many situations and blow everything out of proportion. Mm -hmm. Jealousy's not really something I feel as much anymore. And I hate to say this, but I heard a great Daniel Tosh bit recently on where he was talking about how guys fantasize about walking in on their girlfriend blowing some dude. Because <laughs> he goes, it would just be such an obvious clear clean way to to break up with somebody. oh right 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 and he says you walk in you see that and you're like <laughs> can't do that bye and then you're <laughs> and then you're out <laughs> that's it that's the end of it um and i i look if i walked in on my girlfriend blowing some guy i would be yeah bummed i don't even know if i would attack him though i wouldn't be like i wouldn't either i don't think i would do that i'd just be like oh my god i'd walk out and then that would be the end of the relationship. Yeah. It would be that sterile. Dude, I once had to run away. Not actually run away, but it was like, oh, he's home situation. Not with a, not with a, a boyfriend, but this is pretty funny. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal, but. He's home. So dude, I, I did a comedy club. Stuff your hard dick down your trouser. <laughs> I did it. I, I was doing a weekend. Uh, at a comedy club that I'm not going to mention because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, and I start, I spent some time with one of the waitresses. Uh -huh. And, you know, we kind of were talking, texting, and then, like, it was New Year's Eve. So she actually took me out on New Year's Eve. I met her family, um, which was, was, it was a coincidence. But it was interesting, too. It was in a liquor store that was then converted into a bar at night, legally. Mm -hmm. um, we went home with each other, but I went to her house. And I didn't realize she lived with her parents. Oh boy. So we're like on the couch, like kind of like messing around or whatever. 
and I we hear the garage. I was like, she goes, oh my god, he's home. I was like, what do you mean he's home? She's like, my dad, who I had met. Oh, her dad. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, well, what? What should I do? She's like, you need to like run and hide. So, dude, I did the like running, holding my like front and back, covering my like dick and ass, and like ran into a corner and like had to like crouch in a corner behind a bookcase. And he came in. He was like, hey, sweetie, like, how you doing? She's like, oh, hey, dad, da da da. And like, I avoided. Were you hooking up in the living room? In the basement. And he came into the basement. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to run away like that? Um, not. For fear that the person who saw us would would be angry. Uh, one time, <laughs> my college girlfriend and I rented a car to drive home to to Maine after the after freshman year ended. Mm-hmm. She was coming up to like meet my family and be there for a few days, and for whatever reason, we were parked in the driveway of the house. And we started hooking up in the car. And my mom came out of the house and started like approaching the car. And I had to yell like, hey, mom, can you go away? <laughs> and it, she got it immediately. It was, she was yeah. like, yep, sorry. And like went inside. We never talked about it again. <laughs> That's healthy. I mean, I've, I've gotten busted by other parents and like it was awkward as fuck. But I've never had a like boyfriend came home moment mm. and like yeah have yeah. been chased away dude i'm not a i'm not thrilled with the i don't know if i were single i would i don't think i i like the idea of hooking up with um women who are boyfriends have boyfriends dude it's terrible and it plants a toxic seed in your brain for the future sure does the next time you have a girlfriend you're worried you're like that that boyfriend had no fucking idea right you know you could be that guy chris what were you gonna say Nothing. He went upstairs and then we like continued and then I ended up just going back to my hotel. Mm. She wouldn't come to the hotel room because there was a rule against that at the comedy club. One time we... Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's actually a rule that was named after a comedian that we both know that I'll tell you later. Come on. It's the blank rule and it's his first name because one of the waitresses got like caught going to his hotel room. So the rule was no going to the comedians. Why Why would they have... I, I, I mean, those wa- like waitresses' rule. women are perfectly capable of making their own decisions. Agreed. It doesn't Agreed. seem... It seems like a ridiculous... I don't know. Agreed. So um, one time in high school, uh, and this was the first girl that I ever like had, you know, where you kind of figure out sex. Mm-hmm. Because you have enough of it together that you start to learn stuff. And we were at her place, middle of the day, had sex, you know, got finished. I don't think that I, I took the condom off and for some reason, like put it on her bedside table, (laughs) like in a napkin or something. I don't even know, but it wasn't like wrapped up in the napkin. And I also don't think the condom was filled. Like, not to be really gross. Right, right, right. But it, I don't think... I, 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 right. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was a condom. We left it there on her bedside table and her dad found it. Ooh. Now, her dad found it and, like, was mad. Mad. Like, mad. Mad, mad, mad. And gave her a whole <laughs> bunch of shit for it. And then one time, like a couple... Like a week or so later, I didn't see her parents very often. I think I certainly tried to avoid them after this. But one time, a couple weeks later... Uh, oh, it was Valentine's Day that we had sex, right? A couple weeks later, I'm in the car with my girlfriend, 
and she calls her dad on speakerphone. Oh God! And like a couple minutes in, she's like, "He he was like, how's Francis or something?" She was like, "Good, he's right here. You're on speakerphone." And I was like, "Hey, Mister So and So." He's like, "Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Haven't seen you since Valentine's Day." <laughs> Said that to me, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh." <laughs> been real busy and the act prep i you know <laughs> looking back it's like listen dude you found a condom your daughter was like 17 yeah you're lucky you found a condom fucking buddy. grow up dude <laughs> that should be a relief right you know what i mean it's not like you found a string of anal beads <laughs> You didn't find a mask. Yeah, right. You know, you didn't... Like, you should be happy that your daughter is having protective sex. And, um... What are you... You're giving me shit for it? Like, I wish... I almost wish at the moment... It's like, what are you going to expect me to apologize for it? Dude, that's... Yeah, you're right. It's my serious girlfriend. We've been dating for a while. We're having safe sex with each other. This is what teenagers do. This is what teenagers do. Wake up, man. You know, I've seen you since Valentine's Day. I don't expect like a thank you for wearing a condom. I don't expect that, but you know, I certainly. What are you, you're giving me shit for it, right? I want to be like, yeah. What do you want me to say? I'm having sex with your daughter, bro. Why do? Why is that a surprise to you? Right. You know. Right. Would you respect me if I wasn't? I certainly. By the way, I didn't take her virginity. She had a boyfriend before me for like years. Imagine if you told him that. Yeah, yeah. she was ready. She was broken in. She has taught me everything I know. Like I am very grateful to have come across this black belt of sex that your daughter is. Awesome, dude. So good shit. Yeah, awesome. Um, cool, man. Yeah, good stuff. We're Oops the podcast. As always, we appreciate you listening. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe or rate. Please review our podcast on iTunes, whatever. Uh, send any thoughts or stories to oopspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Francis Ellis. He's Julio Gallarati. We'll see you next week.